Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Kevin. And I'm Tinzian. Today is Friday, February 24th, and this is episode 42 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast. Last week, we witnessed, well, I should say Thorn witnessed, an explosion, and he returned to the inn to find us hearing an epic poem by Midthrin. Uh, we all went upstairs to discuss the the drow and the events of the town, the fact that the shack we had visited earlier had been destroyed, and uh, Zenitari was concerned for the safety of the Minotaurs and was heading down to see uh, if they were okay at the jail and the others were following, and that's where we will pick up today. It should also be noted that Thorn has remained at the inn to guard the, what could be, the Rod of Orcus, uh, and he is in the upper room at this time and not with the party. Party has uh, come under both a series of wonderful events and that finding that Mithrin is a storyteller and that there is camaraderie and perhaps uh, depth of learning to be had by all members of the party, whether it is Cesar learning of the world, Xanatari learning of new things that uh, may interest her homeland and further prove herself to her people beyond her extraordinary contributions so far as a result of the Keep of the Shadowfell, to Mithrin learning strength from party and friendship. There's also been a series of events this evening that have caused issue. One being a spider, or perhaps not, that was attempting to uh, make contact with the skin upon Caesar's neck for purposes unknown. There was also a firebomb attack of some kind on the merchant's shack. Thorn has been left to his own devices, no pun intended, at the inn due to the discovery of a cultist cloak and a potential rod of Orcus at the scene of the firebombing. Xanatari, having uh, concerns over the night's events, has begun packing and heading towards the door of the inn to uh, eventually make her way over to check on the Minotaurs with some degree of haste. I'm going to turn this over to Xanatari to start with, and then the rest of the party can chip in as to... Uh, departure and so forth, and then I'll, I'll pick up along the way. As I'm heading through the town, I would make a stop near where the shrine for the deity, the storm god is, and Bert, and I would uh, summon Bert to be with me uh, and to leave the shrine. That way I can see in the dark well enough to make my way down to the um, magistrate's area where the jail is and uh, enter the jail looking for the uh, guard and, and for the minotaurs. Okay. Uh, let's go with Cesar. Oh, well. It seems like Xanatar is on a, a good path. I'll follow along and see what she's investigating. He's not much of a, a detective. He's, you know, more of the, the crime scene tech. So he'll, he'll follow her lead. Cesar, due to your partying and so forth over the past couple of days, are you, are you fairly lightheaded right now, or are you blitzed, or are you doing pretty good? Um, I mean, I, we got back to the 
the place. We got beers. Um, I don't really know that he had much else besides that. We were, um, you know, I haven't really been rocking it too hard. I've been, my attention's been captured by the, the, uh, appearance of this poet laureate. Um, do you have your crossbow with you? Yes. Okay. Just in uh, case the poet sucked. <laughs> I had it pointed at you the whole time. What is poetry? Yeah, make it good. Uh, Mithrin, you have suddenly seen a business side of Xanatari. Some, you know, some, this party has suddenly snapped into, uh, some sort of motion. Um, do you go with the flow, so to speak, or, uh, uh- Absolutely. I what I recognize there is I recognize authority when I see it, and I go, "Okay, I am just following." So okay. I am right behind. Did Did you stop to grab your kit and stuff? Or yeah, you- I left my walking staff uh, or my the staff with the marks on it. I left that up in the room with uh, with Thorn, and then I grabbed my shield and my mace and okay. out the door. Um, as you're going along, uh you sort of notice that there is, uh, because it's night, there's, of course, not the average citizenry around. Uh, Xanatar, you were able to coax Bert from um, the orbit of the shrine of your uh, storm god. And um, it's not that Bert is exactly eager, but you sense that it took a lot less persuasion at this point in time, which uh, perhaps m- might lead you to with a free insight, uh, that there may or may not be some sort of trouble afoot. Um, the one thing, though, that Cesar would probably pick up is that there has been an incident, yet there seems to be quite the absence of sound in terms of a bucket brigade or, uh, an increased patrols of the watch in your progress to the end. I mean, from the end to the jail, you actually can't seem to recall running into any of the guard. Hmm. Seems uh, rather quiet here, uh, especially considering what what's going on. It was a, quite a loud explosion. Uh, do you see any, any guardsmen? Now, the jail is in a fairly wide open portion of area, just so that way the, if someone escapes, they can't suddenly jump from, you know, one of the buildings over the wall to another building. It's kind of straight common sense. Um, there's a large front gate, uh, pretty high wall, and there is a two story, uh, large building that is behind um, that gate, which is the jailhouse proper. It is uh, a location that you're not aware of frequenting prior to this, but with Cesar's information, is there any sort of way that you approach this area? Is there, I don't know, kind of lead me up to the door. Or lead the listeners up to the door. Um, keeping an eye out and just observing the strange silence 
observing silence, but you know what I'm saying, observing the oddity that everything is so calm and peaceful in this area right after a major explosion, um, my guard would be up and I would be uh, concerned that there may not be any guards in this building and maybe we'd encounter something else besides guards. So I would go um, towards the front uh, entrance inside the wall and I would open the door and and peer inside, um, making sure that I'm able to jump to the side if I need to. Okay. Yeah, I would like to be just right on her heels. Okay. Uh, Cesar, anything in particular from you? I'm ranged, so I'll be hanging back a few steps. I'll keep my eye on the windows. The outside of the jail area, there are uh, torches that are still lit. A um, couple hanging lanterns, that sort of thing. It it is um, not exactly super bright, but it's you know it it the wall looks tended in terms of light, but there's nobody walking the palisade um, on the wall. As you had entered the jail, uh, the front gate was slightly ajar. Again, nobody standing watch, nobody to check. Uh, and admit you. The courtyard appears to have been well-worn, well-scuffled, scuffed from boots and use in the past, so it doesn't appear that, you know, suddenly it's a uh, an out-of-ordinary situation with that. There's no uh, blood splatters anywhere in the dust leading up to the jail or in this initial courtyard area. But there's just an abs- absence of people and or uh, the sound of crickets or night sort of stuff. There's something has this place kind of, something's happened. It's easy enough to say. Where are the jail cells located inside this building? Are they on the same level? I assume this is a small town, so they probably don't have like a huge dungeon or anything. It's, it's not a huge dungeon, but they're, they're, they tend to keep them up on the second floor. That way, if they try to get out, they've got to, you know, basically fall out the, fall out of the way from the top. I would enter the room, uh, and head toward the stairs. Okay. Uh, you pass the, normally where the sheriff, the captain of the guard would be, and where the jailer position would be. Uh, Mithrin, you make um, your uh, passive roll, and you would note that there still appear to be keys on the various hooks at what you would presume to be a, a, a jailer station. Okay. Um, Xanatari and Cesar, you probably also get the same thing since you guys are on a heightened sense of watch. There is a stairway leading up to the um, cells above, and there is quiet from up there as well. It is uh, a little darker, though. Um, can I make a perception check at the bottom of the stairs? and just I, I just want to check for anything that might smell or sound just even beyond odd. Okay. Um, and let's see, perception. 
<laughs> Sorry. 18. Um, you notice that a number of the uh, hanging areas for lamps are empty of lamps. So the stairway up, and from what you see above the landing, it is uh, uh, darker than down on the main floor. You hear no snoring from the prisoners. You don't hear anyone kind of clanking the proverbial cup against the bars. Uh, there just seems to be almost sort of like this area is just waiting in a, a paused breath. Hmm. Um, I, I think you guys, we should get some light or something to bring up with us because it doesn't appear like there's a whole, you know, bountiful amount of light up there. Mm-hmm. Bert will help us and I'll try to see if I can get him to move a little bit away so we can get some distance light as well. And Xanatari would grab the keys on the wall and stuff them into her pocket as we're heading t- toward the stairs. Oh, by the way, Mithrin? Yes. Um, Bert is a floating ion type stone okay. that orbit that likes to orbit Xanatari's head. Uh, you have never seen such a thing before. You have no idea what Bert is or the name. You know, she just says Bert. So there's kind of a whole bit that you're coming into that's, you know, to, to, to Cesar and Xanatari, it seems commonplace. Or the was sort of. this kind of thing, but <laughs> yeah, so weird, yeah. yeah, but it is you know suddenly she's like doo, 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 stops off at a place, picks up a floating iron stone. And you're like, hey, oh, only one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't all get one. Ah, oh. they just hand you a stone yeah. just to carry it. <laughs> Make you some more. Yeah. Oh, oh. Not all of us get power ups that we can use. Um, okay, so, uh, Xanatari? I would, I would encourage Bert to widen his arc and give us a little more heads up, um, an area of, of, uh, vision as we head up the stairs and, and around the corner to the open area. Okay. Um, Bert actually seems to protest a bit and sort of narrows the actual area of light um, or even just kind of maybe dims. Seeing that um, Cesar does a sort of tries to sense if there's anything magical going on. It seems that Bert responds often to either evil or magic. So if he can do an arcana check sort of in the direction of the stairs to see if he can detect anything. Uh, eight plus. Damn it. Twenty-one. Um, there was some sort of magic that has been used in this area. However, uh, it could have simply been maybe one of the uh, prisoners had been injured and needed some healing. Something, something was going on. But you're kind of getting the sense that. In the absence of the arcane, maybe maybe you want to try an intuition check or something to see if there's something else going on. Okay, combine that with that. Uh, 16. 
Okay. Um, Xanatari, do you want to make any sort of check? Because you see that Bert's doing something. Yes. You know, Bert, Bert's never necessarily followed your will, but it's... It doesn't usually go against me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would do an insight check and just on Bert to see if I could get... Uh, Bert usually gets brighter in the presence of evil, and the fact that he's hugging me and getting dimmer um, is very unusual. So, here, let me roll. Um, okay, 15. Okay. Just as a reminder, Bert, the last time that he really exploded with light was when the shadows were around. Um, in this case, both of you get the feeling that Bert is being protective. Like, it, it, it kind of is, something is, it's reading something, it's getting some sort of feeling, but it's feeling like this is a better protective measure for you than Big Bright Dot. Okay, so maybe subtlety is what he's after. Hmm. hmm. Um, at this point, I'd like to ask Xanatari and Cesare, I'm like, right, what's, what's the ball doing? <laughs> I'm not actually quite sure. Uh, Xanatari might have a, a better idea than me. I'm not in tune with it as she is. Um, Xanatari would smile and say that, that Bert, uh, is a force of good and he has an aversion to things that would hurt us and also to evil things. And so sometimes I don't necessarily always know what he's thinking, but uh, following his actions can give us clues at times. So he, Bert, is feeling tentative right now? Is that what I can assume? He's clinging to me, so he's either afraid of what's up here, which is a very bad sign, or he feels like he wants to protect us and stay very close, which is also a very bad sign, so I would be on your guard. Um, at hearing that, uh, I would like to turn on my Defender Aura. Okay. Schwam. <laughs> um, Cesar, I heard you agree that you're going to break out some glow sticks? Well, I just, uh, sure. Yeah, well, I mean, seeing that that's what he he's shrinking in, I don't know, because he might be sort of um, wanting us to be more stealthy. Okay. So uh, he, he won't do that, actually, unless okay. they talk about it. Okay. Um, all right, so we're now, you guys are now congregated at the bottom of the stairs. We went up. We're at the top, but we're looking okay. like to see what's. I don't know what the the layout of the room is up there. As you go up, you um, there is uh, around. You're coming up the short end of a rectangle, up the stairway, and then around the other parts of the upper floor that are not um, right around the stairway. They've got probably about a four foot tall. Um, railing to keep people from falling down the hole. Mm -hmm. The room itself has uh, six cages um, type you know, prison cells that are um, lined with bars and a, a couple of desks. Is there anyone in the cells that we can see? Um, the cells are all at present dark. It, it, it's, it's pretty, pretty dim and murky up here. Uh, but you can, can't actually see into the cells. 
Um, there is the smell of, I hate to just to be basic, but there is the smell of uh, cow from the cell that is uh, behind you guys. Um, you'd have to, it's probably about a, the entire room itself is probably uh, about 100 foot by 100 foot. And to our right and behind us is, is the cell with the cow smell? Or yeah, yeah, so you'd have to go up the stairs and around. Okay, I want to go reach the top of the stairs and stay very close to the, the wall on the short end and kind of slide down the wall. So the, the wall that has no cells on it, that's the one that you want to stick on? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cesar and Zantar, uh, sorry, Cesar and Mithrin, are you following in her path? Yep, following okay. right behind her. Uh, as you, Zantari, as you get up to the stairs and you take a couple steps off to the, uh, towards the wall, um, your boot feels sort of a, a, a crunchiness as if it is, uh, touched some stuff. And you're getting sort of a smell of sulfur or smoke. As if, uh, similar to what you encountered with the spider that is in, that was in the, um, inn. We are going to die! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I would bend towards the floor and kind of tilt my head so that I could see with Bert's light what I'm stepping on. Um, the floor is not exactly a carpet of spiders. Yeah. <laughs> but there is a large number of these spiders that are milling about in the sort of shadow area that you have now partially exposed in this, you know, section of floor that you're looking at. Um they seem to be uh heading in the direction towards the Minotaur cell. Whereas some of them seem to be coming in a direction that they're so kind of like a weird patrolling. But when you step on the couple that you stepped on, the others have not triggered onto you and turned towards you. I would turn to Cesar and say, do you have any chemicals? <laughs> um, do you have a chemical called Raid? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see here. Um, do you have napalm? furniture in the room by the way that that is right next to us um there is a desk that's about five feet away that's got a chair in it how heavy is the desk mm, it is i don't know probably like your standard sort of so two people I, I, could lift it up and one 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 person could could move it around or push it or something like that it I, I hate to use the real world examples but you know it's it's sort of like a standard office desk where you could okay push it along it's not quite ikea but it's sure it's town rust rustic kind of deal gotcha um the only thing i think that Cesar has he has the ring of limited fire control he got on the last um Adventure. He could maybe control the fire from one of the the lamps to spread a across at least some of them. I don't know to what degree he could control the fire. 
I can create water, so I could dump some water on them, or I have hammering wind, but that's going to draw the attention of whatever's in here. What do you guys think? Uh, how would you guys like to, like, one of you can take one side of the desk, and I'll take the other side of the desk, and we turn it upside down, and we just, like, start smashing? <laughs> I'm concerned if you smash that the rest of the wave will notice and come toward us, and I don't want to be overwhelmed. Oh, well. yeah. So I think if we hit them all at once, we should, or else maybe we can stand on the desk and try to get a good view. I like the desk idea. Mm. Uh, uh, Cesar, could you take one of your light sticks maybe and throw it towards that, that minotaur-smelling cell so we can at least see what's going on over there? I mean, can we see it from this distance, DM? You would, if you threw the light stick over, you'd be able to uh, see what's going on. Done. Cracks one. Throws it okay. down. Uh, from your position, you are able to see the silhouette of uh, two minotaurs um, sitting in their cell. The spiders haven't reached them yet. Um, there appear to be dots here and there around the light stick. Uh, nothing seems to turn and, and attack the light stick. But yes, there are there are dots. Uh, I would like to yell out, uh, uh, Gorath! Hello, Gorath! Meh. What's up? Yeah, moo! There is no reply from the cell. Um, you can't really tell. Maybe there was a little shaking... Um, maybe there was no response. There was no audible response to, uh, your calls. This is a problem. It is. I would like to throw something, like the chair. I would like to pick up the chair, uh, and throw it across the room so it hits the floor on the far end, as far as I can throw, like, physically, so it hits the far end, and I want to see how the spiders react to a larger smash. Okay. Is... Okay, so you basically walk over to the chair, pick up the chair, and try to throw it type deal? Yeah, I try to throw it away from us. Okay. Um, when you... I need you to roll a dexterity check, so I am going to roll against your reflex. Okay, I'll give you a moment to get your sheet up. My reflex is fourteen. Okay. And I'm gonna roll dexterity. Nope, I, I this is this is what I roll oh, against okay. you. And I roll a thirteen. Um as you reach out for the chair, your foot positioning just happens to be so that um a sword blade comes shooting out from um oh the desk area because the chair has been is, is pushed out a bit mm -hmm. um, between the slats of the chair directed at you. Like something's hiding under the desk. Is that what like saying? something is hiding under the desk and has just attempted to attack you. I would jump back and assume that this is a friend because it's hiding. And uh, I would say, whoa, whoa, you know, hang on. We're, we're from the town. Relax. And try to peer, like, from a distance enough to not be hit, but to kind of see who's under there. Okay. While this is happening, 
Xanatari has moved. I would like, um, because everyone is, is actively paying attention here. Um, a little distracted, but, uh, Cesar, heads or tails? Tails. Okay. Let's see. Let me do a flip here. Okay. You notice out of the corner of your eye, having seen something happen and Xantari jump back, you happen to see that at the window, there is the glint of light on something that looks like a arrowhead or a bolt head. That has suddenly come whipping. That has suddenly come whipping up, pointed towards uh, Xanatari. I fire at it if I can. Do you have quick draw? Mm, probably not. I don't think so. No. Okay. Um. You. Okay. Then I yelled down. Okay. Xanatari, you have jumped back. Down. You hear something called down. Mithrin, you've just seen Xanatari jump back, and you've seen Cesar have a spaz. <laughs> what are you doing in all this uh, sudden um, How far am I away from each one of my companions? Uh, reasonably close to either within a move within with a movement you could get to um, either of them. Okay, um, <laughs> I am going to put myself between uh, Cesar and where he is, you know, pointing at saying down and have my defender aura on and also turn on my, um, hammer hands stance. And what, what is, what is your, for the listeners, uh, what does your defender aura do and what is your hammer hands? The defender aura is you work to occupy nearby foes using a combination of fighting skill and clever tactics to keep them distracted. Uh, and what it does basically is you activate an aura, one that lasts until, uh, you end it as a minor action. So it basically just stays on the whole time or until I fall unconscious. And anybody who is in that aura and doesn't attack me takes a minus two to their attack rolls. So okay. that's nice. Um, and hammer hands basically whenever I hit someone, I get to move them one square. Okay. So just to play out this, this whole scene. Uh, for the moment, Xanatari has gone over to the desk. She jumps back. Cesar yells down because he's seen something. Um, Mithrin having apparently showing to the party that he has some degree of training more perhaps than what he's given illusion to, uh, steps forward and is able to bring his shield up just as the bolt goes flying past Cesar and deflects off of Mithrin shield. Kapang! Xanatari, you have called to have whoever's under the chair, you know, whoa, 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 you are treating that as a potential friendly. Your response that you are given is a, the chair is kicked out, the desk is upturned, and a, uh, figure with a that's got cowl and the whole deal going, your classic sort of Robin Hood type looking um Enzio. Enzio's under the desk. You're basically in Enzio Enzio in black is under the desk. 
stands up with a dagger in the other hand and um, moves to engage you. And there's no sudden, like, rawr. There's no... It's just the desk was convenient cover. That is now out. We are now... It, it is a business aggression move towards you. Okay. And the figure rolls to attack with the sword and versus your AC I have a 17. My AC is 21. Okay. Uh, misses you and uh, seems to set the step um, for expecting some sort of combat within that area. There's, there's sort of like a very trained, he's missed, but something else is going on. Um, I would respond by uh, countering if I can. Okay. I would use my hammering wind to slam him backwards towards the window where the uh, arrow came from and uh, throw the desk out of my way and grab... Uh, Midthrin and Cesar and yank them towards me with the wind. I, I know Cesar hates that, but I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me roll here for it. Makes a skirt fly up. The moss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 21, does it hit? Uh, yes. Okay, roll for damage. 13 damage. Okay. And uh, the actions happen as as uh, you requested and but you will note that the figure when it is tumbled back it seems to have uh, training well, in the stumbling I should tell you that That's okay. part of it but when it when it when it lands it doesn't land as sort of a, a, a thud in the thump there's been some sort of degree of training like how you with your yeah, martial arts you know how to fall yeah it's it's taken the damage, but there's there's going to be, you can tell this is going to be a quick recovery. Okay. Can okay. I do a minor as well? Yes. I would uh, summon the lightning into the room, so there will be some, some brewing storm and some light that's going to be visible to us, and it will crackle along my mace, and I will throw the uh, storm surge to Cesar, so the next time he makes a damage roll... Actually, it's melee, so I'm going to throw it to, uh, to Mithrin. Next time he rolls for a weapon attack, before the mm -hmm. end of my turn, he will get an extra four lightning damage. Okay. Very good. I since, since we have an unknown as to what's going on here, let's cycle back to... We'll ignore uh, initiative at this point in time, and we'll just kind of keep things in the order that we were going before. Um... Cesar, you have um, just been. Xantari has just done her wonderful uh, wind thing on you. <laughs> is uh, is, can I still see an enemy in that far window? Um, you can't really see much there. You, you believe with your vision based on where things were and your use, your knowledge of crossbow you think you've got a really good idea as to which part of the window this whatever okay. it is is in. Um, since I'm not sure, I won't 
blow one of my special boats bolts on it, but I'll I'll uh, shoot an an aggravating force down there at him. Okay. Go ahead. Versus AC uh, twenty one. Uh, you hit. Deals eight damage, eight force damage. Okay. And then the next ally to attack the target gets a plus two power bonus to the attack roll as my uh, attack has rattled my foe. Okay. So you hear the the thunk. Um, the bolt itself, uh, you, you don't see your, your fletching sticking in through the bars on the window. But you, you've got that certainty that you know you hit something. Did I hear like a, a yelp or anything? Uh, no, there was silence, but you did, you did hear a, 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 a thunk. Okay. Um, can't tell if it was necessarily like a, a, a wood thunk or uh-huh. a fleshy thunk, but you know you hit something. Could I throw a light stick down there to help see? Yep, that, that would be your minor. Yeah. Yep, go ahead. Done. Okay. Um, you don't see anything directly at the window. It's not like something pressed up against the window, but uh, there seems to be something that is kind of... Um, there is something outside of the window, but okay. it's sort of a, a maybe three feet away. Like if you had, like if you were repelling and you had your legs out mm-hmm. from what you're repelling down. Okay. Kind of deal. There's there's some degree of length. Done. Okay. All right, uh, Mithrin, you have just been surprised by Zanatari shuffling the uh, the room around a bit. <laughs> to say the least, uh, like holy crap! <laughs> you know, and, and and you've had you've had somebody attack your shield, and you know you blocked it. Uh, Let's talk about uh, Mithrin's sort of game face that he's got going on here. Um, so I'm assuming I see the thing that attacked uh, Xanatari. Uh, yes, you can clearly see that there is a figure. Okay. And his distance is within one of my movements uh, yes. from me? Okay. Yep. I would like to just run up right on him. Okay. Uh, basically get right in his face and just do a melee basic attack. Okay, go ahead. You should be on the floor. So she- oh my god, natural 20. Oh, Here we go. Boom! <laughs> Alright, uh, so that is... Let's get my damage here. 1d10 plus 5. Okay. 8 plus 5, 13. Didn't you say you rolled a natural 20? Yep. Yes, I did. So, so is that, that is, double? That is, that no, is you- doubled. Oh. Now, as, as a tradition that I try to do as much as possible, and I know I, I fail sometimes. Um, I like to on this podcast when you do a natural twenty. Uh, you do I get to get describe to, it. You get to describe your attack. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So Mithrin, uh, after seeing the crossbow or the a, a, a coral of some sort, you know, katang off his shield, kind of for a second, almost uh, was very afraid, but then kind of like, you know what? This is what I'm trying to do. And so he immediately gets up and just rushes straight towards the cloaked figure that he can't quite make out who it is. Um, and as he runs up, you know, he sweeps his shield out of the way and almost jumping swipes 
the uh, mace down on top of the foe. Okay. The foe almost seems like it was trying to guard or do, you know, some sort of uh, riposte or something, but your attack just completely throws the timing off, and you just, yeah, it, you just do a very nice attack against it. The foe is still alive, however, and from the floor does a kip up, uh, perhaps less gracefully since it's been rattled um, and shaken. By the way, did you add your uh, plus four? Your plus four for your damage bonus? No, I did not. And Caesar's plus two isn't that the same character? Or is it a different character? That's a different different, guy. different character. It's to attack anyway. Yeah, Caesar's Caesar's. I took. Um, I added out of the four, but I think you had your heavy hands going. Yeah, so I, I move him one square, and I'm just going to basically move him against, like, a wall or out a window, whatever's closer. Okay. Um, you Pretty much he's up against the uh, the railing, the wood of the, quote-unquote, railing for the stairway. Yeah, right I now. just so you can push move him, him right against it. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's able to perform a kip-up, but it is far less graceful due to the effects, but there's sort of this training thing that he's got going on, and he attempts to attack um, Mithrin in retaliation. It doesn't seem like there's anger, it seems that this is the closest target to it. Okay? Right. A 22... Versus your AC. That is a miss. My AC is 26. Okay. Very good. Uh, so you're again able to bring your shield up and um, deflect the attack. Uh, as a miner, you hear what may be the sound of um, a wh- soft whistle or uh, some sort of um, humming Mm. for a moment from the figure. Xanatari, since you have not gone yet, correct, for this round? No, well, I did last round. Yes, but, but for this round, you will note that the black dots on the floor... Are starting to instead of just milling around, mm-hmm. are starting to move towards um, each of you. Nice. Okay. But it is uh, it is your turn to do as you wish. Okay. Um, I would like to move towards the two figures uh, at the window, and. Um, well, my question is, my long sword that I got in the dungeon has the special, uh, we talked about our weapons doing things, and mine has like a lightning bit about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exactly how that's going to be useful, I mean, if it shoots lightning or just like what what it does. No, it's it's a property of the sword, it, it, it does not shoot It just lightning. does lightning damage as well when I hit things? Yes. Okay. Alright, um... I would use my storm hammer 
towards the figure that uh, I can reach and the one that uh, Mithrin just hit. So I will move okay. to his left and roll here to see if I hit. Okay. Probably not. Uh, four. No. Okay. I don't think anything happens if I miss, so no. Okay. Anything for a minor? Um, I would like to use uh, my create water, and I don't know if this is going to do anything, but I'm going to create water, and I'm going to have it fall onto the spiders that are in the near vicinity and, and see if they react at all to it. Okay. Um, on your sheet, does it say how much water is actually created? Um, it's it's like a, uh, up to a gallon of liquid. It says empty flasks in my container can hold up to one gallon of liquid. Okay. Um, it doesn't seem to do much due to the range of the pattern, um, but you do see that the water, when it hits, does make the shapes kind of bounce. So they don't, I'll give you the free insight, they, I mean, sorry, the, the free perception thing. They don't appear to be illusionary. Okay. At the window, the whatever is there, there is, again, a thwang of a crossbow bolt towards, in this case, Cesar. I'm going to shoot out. Yep. And I get a 19. Versus, versus your AC. AC. Uh, nope. Miss. Okay. Um, obviously, the stunned and doing something out there so that it, it, it misses. Because the first shot that it did was a, a, a fine shot indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, Cesar? It is your turn. Okay. Um, uh, it's personal now. Uh, you know, glancing blow off of my armor. So, Cesar uh, pulls a, a a different bolt out of his one of his pouches and loads it in. It's it's actually got a little bit of a, a like a frost coming off of it, and he loads it in and uh, aims at the window again and fires. And this one is another my other at will. It's ethereal chill. Okay. Um, and it's versus reflex. Okay. Eight, 18 versus reflex. That is a hit. Okay. Uh, it does seven, or no, sorry, uh, nine cold damage. Okay. And then any. Oh. Sorry. Trying to read this, ally. Oh, sorry, I can't use this. This is you're supposed to center it on an ally because the ally gets a bonus. Oh, that's the one you use for uh, dragon lance. Um, I'll just um, do you want me to redo with a different power, or well, if you just want to take it as as cold damage, then okay, you can uh, do that. Sure. It's, it's nine cold damage. Okay. Um, since you were not able to use the power portion of that uh, that spell, I will give you um, a slight bit of information that you may have noticed as uh, the uh, bolt went by. 
your armor was splattered with some sort of liquid as the bolt went uh, up against you. Okay. And uh, was reflected away. Great. Okay. I think it was Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, through the wall comes bursting this giant thing going, oh yeah! Jailbreak! <laughs> oh, oh, wait! No, can't. Wrong. Let me out of here. Oh, oh yeah. Funny. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, Mithrin, having got your storyteller uh, rage on <laughs> with, a, with, the, with the stunning uh, hit of the night so far. I came out uh, of the gate strong. I'm do you, do you, mm-hmm. do you wish, do you wish to make, uh, your second attempt at greatness or? Yes. Um, I would like to continue my assault on this guy, uh, who is right in front of me and continue pushing him towards that stairway. I'm trying to push him down the stairs. Um, you would actually have to sort of pick him up and throw him. Okay. Well, I don't want to do that. That, that would be silly. You- so. <laughs> You know, if, if, if you, if you knock him, if you try to knock him in a certain way that, you know, your hit would force him back over the railing, that's, that's a possibility. And I okay. allow that with, you know, a, a, a penalty. Okay. Um, I'm just going to go for a regular melee basic attack, uh, just to keep him knowing that, yeah, I'm, I'm right here. So. Okay. Uh, let's see here. That would be. 17 versus AC. Uh, you hit. Excellent. 1d10 plus 5. That would be 14. Very good. You uh, have staggered the, the foe again. Um, and he immediately retaliates with a, a very... It's almost kind of spellbinding... Um, display of swordsmanship back towards you. And uh, just with how his two blades are moving, it's uh, a little bit distracting and um, quite awesome to watch. Uh, let's see. And it is a 29. Versus AC? Yep. That hits solidly. Okay, and for um, can I actually throw in a uh, an interrupt? If what's what's your interrupt? Uh, it's called a- energy conversion. I just picked this up with a recent level. It's an encounter power, mm-hmm. uh, range ten. Uh, the target or the trigger is an ally takes damage from an attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I guess you have to roll the damage first. Um, but the effect is the target gains resist all equal to seven against the attack. And then he'll get some temporary hit points as well. Okay. Um, I like that. Yes, you can use that. Okay. Uh, so Cesar pulls out. Um, you've seen his orbs of, of goo that he uses to heal people. This one is actually a sort of fluorescent yellow. Like if you see like the color of a highlighter, basically that, but in liquid form in this orb. And he uh, throws it at the... Uh, at the back of Mithrin's head, and it sort of goops all over him right as the guy makes contact with him. Oh, what is this, Double Dare? 
<laughs> you said the magic word. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Mithrin, you take, based off the, the damage resist and everything, you take five points of damage. However, I am versus your fortitude. I roll a 13 versus your fortitude. My fortitude is a 20. Okay. Um, you feel that the hit has done damage. There was a, uh, a feeling that perhaps you have averted something. Um, just within your gut instinct of your, uh, your journeyman training. And this perhaps makes you a little bit more wary mm. of this individual. In fact, the, uh, individual may take on a new context to you. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, as a, and as a result of that goop, um, it sort of pulsates as, as, uh, the attack hits you and the, the damage that it absorbs sort of flows into you in a more pleasant way than cutting into your flesh and you gain seven temporary hit points. Excellent. However, we need to know where Zool and the Keymaster are because now the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man has been freed and, uh... <laughs> yeah. Mass hysteria. Okay. Uh... To Zanatari! Okay. Enraged by the fact that she whiffed on the last uh, hit. I'm so mad at myself! Um... Zenitar uses her free hand to to take out her holy symbol from her belt and hold it with her free hand up as it flares with uh, holy power and uh, uses her longsword hand to... um, She whispers a prayer to the storm god. Her weapon is imbued with the power of thunder and a thunderclap rumbles across the room. 25. Oh, yeah. Okay, you hit? 20. It's not natural, but yeah. 20, 20 points of damage? Yes. Okay. Um, with, you've already accounted for any extra power things sort of type deals, right? Uh, it doesn't do anything. It says the next time I hit or an ally hits this target before the end of my next turn, it will take an extra 3 thunder damage, but it's a 2d8 plus 6. Okay. The figure is rather overcome by your attack and begins to uh, collapse towards its knees or fall to its knees. Um, As you are, as this happens, there is the resounding sound of a crunch. And uh, for those who are near to um, the creature or this figure, um, there is the smell of bitter almonds. So for Xanatari and Mithrin, oh. you would smell a bitter almond, but there's something in addition to it. Hmm. Did the holy symbol have any effect on the spiders on the floor? No, but as the figure falls, you notice that the spiders have um, stopped moving. 
In fact, they might just be smudges. You're not quite certain. The bitter almonds has no meaning for Zenatari, so she uh, just looks towards the window and, and waits for the next time her turn comes around. So the, uh, the, the figure is just kind of sitting there kneeling, and with how it is, you're not sure if it's dead or not. Okay, back to the window. Uh, Cesar, Bring it on. You are attacked again. Mm-hmm. This time with a 23. Uh, versus AC is a hit. A okay. palpable hit. For eight points of damage. Okay. And a 12 versus your fortitude. Miss. Okay. Again, you are, you're hit. There is a splash upon your armor, but it appears to avoid the wound or you have, uh, your body has managed to burn through whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, which brings us to Cesar, retaliation. Okay. Um, I would like to load a, another special bolt into my crossbow. This one is, we've seen it before. It's a, basically a cartridge that's packed with barbed wire that sort of expands and wraps around the enemy as it hits them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called spike wire. It's an, it's an encounter attack. Uh, this is versus fortitude, and I have a 17 versus fortitude. You hit. Great. Uh, max damage, 13 force damage. Okay. And then it's sort of that you see the barbed wire shoot out of the, the, the crossbow and sort of unspiral and spin through the air, and it digs into whatever's out there and uh, and wraps around. So any attack before the end of my next, or until the end of my next turn, any attack that hits deals two extra damage as the force of whatever attack hits him digs the barbs deeper into the enemy's supposed flesh, if it has flesh. Okay. You feel a pronounced tugging on your line as you hit, and the uh, wire is doing its deal. It's a downward motion as if the figure is falling to uh, the ground. Well, it's not connected, so... But... Okay. Well, it, okay. the, 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 general, <laughs> the general motion of it appear, you would, you would sure. you think you see something fall. Got it. Okay. Um, okay. Going to Mithrin, you have a foe on its knees in front of you. That smells like almonds. Well, there was, you know, there was, there was that brief flash of bitter almonds. Um, but there, there's, there's almost like a, 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 a sharp other sort of smell emanating from this figure now. Okay. Is is he still holding the swords or is it dropped the swords and on its knees? Still holding the swords. Okay. Um I would like to 
just basically backhand him with the shield, trying to knock him out. Okay. Um, you manage to do the backhand. I'm not going to have you roll. Uh, the figure is knocked back. However, the arm that you connect the force of the attack to that shoulder, um, it feels very gooey. Yeah. Like, like your hit wasn't, it was a solid hit, but what it hit was kind of along the lines of a very firm pudding. What does this, what does this pudding man look like? <laughs> <laughs> Don't make him do Bill Cosby. It's he Bill will. Cosby. You <laughs> will do it. Um, since I can see, uh, since I can sense, uh, Xanatari's eyeballs from the other room, I will avoid the Bill Cosby impression. <laughs> puts the jello in the pudding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Alright, um, okay, and the, the, the figure does not drop the blade, but a gloved hand holding the dagger um, falls off. The hand falls off? Yes. Oh my god. Does it, does it look like a, just a person? It, it, it looks, baby. it looks like a, a person, but it looks like there may be a dissolving something going right. on. Sure. But, I mean, um, but no, but nobody, nobody has tried taking the cowl off yet or anything else like that. Oh, that's so right. they're not real that's sure you. what it is. It's just kind of this Robin Hood type figure, whack, 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 beep, 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 stunning hits, backhand, da 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 da, hand falls off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So I, I am obviously going to be taken aback by the hand falling off, and I am going to let out a huge, uh, oh, dude. <laughs> that is messed up. Okay. Uh, Xanatari. Xenatari would move forward and her goal would be to behead the figure and make sure okay. it's not going to get up again. So uh, I will use my blessing of life and swing my sword towards its its head on the floor. Okay. Xenatari hates questioning anything. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I, the, the fact that it's dissolving and the spiders are still here, I, I figure some, somehow they're in not, my mind... They're not still here. Well, I thought that they they're stopped They're smudges moving. now. Well, they they may be smudges. There's there's kind of a lot of stuff going on here. There's okay. but they don't seem to be encroaching upon you all okay. as they were before. Uh, thirteen versus AC does it hit? Um, in this case, because there's uh, it's a stationary target that is not moving. Even Xanatari can't miss a stationary <laughs> target. Well, I, I don't want to I, I don't want to make it sound like that. I'm actually not not giving you the 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 oh, the, the, the pat on the head. But um, you are able to accomplish your goal. Okay. Uh, nine damage. So sort of a, a rotten type pumpkin sound uh, smashing on concrete, well, on wood, uh, is uh, the end result. 
Thank you for listening. You can find out more at DeathD4Dishonor.com. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Twitter at DeathD4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast about advice and interviews and relationships between gamers and the Super Number One Podcast with Kevin and Andrew. One topic, two geeks, several beers. One at GrayAreaPodcast.com and the other at SuperNumberOne.Libsyn.com. Join us for our worldwide adventure and stay tuned for next week as we continue our travels.